Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. And in today's episode, I'm very excited for it because it's going to be about how to start tracking macros. This is going to be a great episode for anyone that is a beginner or for someone out there who has some confusion on what what macros are and how to get started. Um, And the reason why I wanted to do this is because macro tracking is what I primarily use for my nutrition and fitness goals, but it's also a method that I utilize for my clients. And with this method, you're able to go about dieting in a non-restrictive manner because you can technically incorporate any of your favorite foods as long as it fits your macros. So that's kind of where macros came from in the first place. Um, Someone was given like a meal plan and they were asking their coach if they could sub out a certain vegetable for another one and this coach mentioned as long as it fits your macros. And I think that this was, um, don't quote me guys, but I think this was Lane Norton's coach at the time. And, um, he just learned how to sub out certain foods and it gave him a better understanding of like what food was composed of instead of just following meal plans over and over and over again. So let's start with the first question of what are macros for anyone tuning in today. And you're, if you're interested in a free ebook, I'd be happy to send this book on over to you. It's just called What Are Macros? So I can send that on over to you through email. You can contact me down below in the description. But macros are basically what our food is composed of. And the term macros is basically the same as calories, with macros being more specific. My best analogy for this is talking about the term math, okay? So math is a pretty broad term, whereas something like geometry and algebra and pre-calc and calc, those are all more specific, right? So math would be calories and macros would be our geometry, algebra, calculus, a little bit more specific, okay? Um, There's nothing wrong with tracking calories. Honestly, I would recommend if you're just trying to get started with macro tracking, just trying to get a better understanding of how many calories that you consume in a day um, and then start to introduce hitting a protein target, a carb target, and a fat target. So talking about macros, there's three main ones. There's protein, carbs, and fats. Protein um, is... is, um, in, re- in its relationship to calories, it's four calories per one gram. Carbohydrates, it's four calories per gram, and then fats are nine calories per one gram. And you're probably thinking, Nicole, one gram? What do you mean one gram? So if you flip your nutrition label, and I would highly recommend listening to this podcast episode with some sort of nutrition label in front of you that isn't like all zeros. So don't be looking at like <laughs> bottled water or like a diet Coke or something like that. Um, pull out like a granola bar or oatmeal or, or something in, in that regard, but flip that nutrition label. And if you look at these different sections, you got total fat, total carbohydrate and protein. Those are your macros. And you'll see that whatever food you have in front of you, 
there's going to be a gram amount, right? So if we have like one gram of fat in this food, um, 10 grams of carbs in this food, and 20 grams of protein in this food, you're actually able to do the math and figure out how many calories would that be. So we could do one times nine, which would equal nine calories. And then we would do 10 times four, which would be 40 calories. And then 20 times four, which would be, um, wow, this is embarrassing, 80 calories. (laughs) I I couldn't think of that right off the top of my head. Um, And then what you would do is add all those together. So you would add the total calories from the carbs, proteins and fats, and that would give you the total calories in the food. Now, I don't need you guys whipping out your calculators and doing any sort of math. I just want you to understand where the macros and calories are correlated. Um, You will find some discrepancies here with nutrition labels because the FDA here in the United States does allow companies to kind of round up or round down. What I mean by that is if your food product is 222 calories, you can technically round down to like 220. Um, You can also subtract the calories from fiber, like the companies can do that from the total calories. I would definitely not recommend that though, if you are tracking macros to do net carbs and subtract your fiber from your total carbohydrates, just not a good idea. Going to be too complicated for now and just isn't isn't accurate at all. So if we're wanting to get started with tracking, number one, we have to understand the relationship of calories and where do these macros even come from. The other thing I want you to look at is your nutrition, like on your nutrition label is going to be serving size. So instead of looking at one tablespoon, half a cup, one cup, I want you to start looking at the weight in the food. So it might say four ounces, or 150 grams, um, 100 grams, 50 grams, 20 grams, okay? Let's say we have a serving size of oatmeal. It says one half cup or 40 grams dry. Now you understand that per 40 grams of this product or this oatmeal, it is going to be equal to all those numbers down below. Because your nutrition label is going to show you the nutritionals for that serving size, okay? But all serving sizes have a weight to it. And that's why if we're wanting to track macros, we do need to utilize a food scale. Um, We don't want to just go off of tablespoons, half cups, anything like that, because it's so easy to overestimate or underestimate. You can even do this for fun. You can put a little jar of peanut butter on your food scale and I want you to weigh out two tablespoons and see if you can get to that serving size of peanut butter, which is usually around 32 grams. Odds are you're probably going to overestimate a lot on this. So just be aware of that. Um, Get a food scale. You know, Amazon works great for that. I can link that in my Amazon storefront. Um on Instagram. I actually don't think I have it down below in my description box yet, Yet, but Amazon storefront is just a link of all of my favorite products. But I use my food scale um, from Amazon. It's digital. It's so easy. And that's going to help you with your accuracy and tracking versus, you know, just tracking the half a cup, tablespoon, all of that or eyeballing your portion sizes. Like if you're brand new to macro tracking and calorie counting, you cannot eyeball your portion sizes. You have to understand the actual amount, which will be um, through food scale. 
The next thing I'm going to suggest to you is download a tracking app. Now, I only really have experience with my fitness pal, and I would recommend not going off of any sort of macro recommendations my fitness pal gives you. I would also um, completely get rid of the uh, exercise on my fitness pal because it will subtract the calories you're consuming from like the exercise that you do. And in regards to my fitness pal, I've actually done a whole podcast on the pros and cons of my fitness pal. So make sure you check out that episode. It's a couple episodes back of, I think, I think that episode title is why I hate my fitness pal. Sounds dramatic. I actually don't hate my fitness pal, but it goes into the pros and cons of the app. Um, and you just want to get used to utilizing a tracking app. Most apps nowadays, you can just kind of scan where, kind of like if you're at the grocery store, scan the barcode and all the nutritionals will pop up for the serving size. But it does take some time to get used to, especially if your foods don't have the nutrition label on it. So if you're buying fresh produce, which I would hope that you would be, um, there's probably not going to be a lot of nutrition labels on that. So you're just kind of getting used to tracking your food and getting into that routine and habit. And of course, utilizing your food scale when you're weighing it out. Now, we have to understand what foods are composed of what. So earlier in this episode, I talked about protein, carbs, and fats. And you guys are probably thinking, okay, like, like what is that? Like, what, what would be a protein? What would be a carb? And what would be a fat? All foods are composed of one of these macros, two of these macros, or maybe even all three. And so what's really cool that you can do is you can start going to the grocery store and get an idea of what's in your favorite foods. I want you to just go into the grocery store, start flipping labels, start scanning it with your MyFitnessPal app, and just get an understanding of what are my favorite foods composed of. What's my what's in my oatmeal? What's in my potatoes? What's in my chicken breast? What's in my yogurt that I use? What's in, you know, my favorite chips? Start to get an understanding of what's in your food. And then you're going to be able to put it into categories. I do this for my clients. I do provide them with a grocery list, but I would just recommend making one off of your own food preferences. And I want you to make three different sections, protein, carbs, and fats, and go into your grocery store and put some of your staples. So I'll give you guys some examples of what would be my staples, okay? This this doesn't have to be your go-tos, but these are my personal go-tos. So for protein, I really like egg whites, chicken breast, shrimp, Greek yogurt, and um, sometimes like 96.4 ground beef, and sometimes like a white fish, okay? So that would be my protein category. If we're going into supplements, I could also put some protein powder in there. Now let's move on to the carbohydrate category. Rice cakes, jasmine rice, potatoes, bread, cereal, oatmeal, um, and we could even put like honey in there and jam. So those are some things that I'm currently eating, and that's the category it would go under. And then we would have our fats. Now, I don't have a whole lot of variety of my fats. This is something that I'm working on, but some example of fat sources could be butter, avocado, oil, almonds, cashews, macadamia nuts. You could even do, um, well, I already said oil, so oils would be oil, plural. And those are the main ones I can think of. And like heavy whipping cream would you know go under that category. Now, you'll also look at 
labels and you'll see that some of these labels have multiple macros in it, right? So a great example of this would be a whole egg. A whole egg would have a combination of fats and protein. So you can start to make other categories too outside of these three where you could do like carbon fat combinations, you can do protein and fat combinations, you can do protein and carb combinations. So just so you can, you know, start to have some variety here. The other thing I would recommend is getting some sort of macro protocol. I do not get this from my fitness pal. I promise you my fitness pal is going to like give you really bad numbers. So if you can hire a coach to provide you with macros, I'm always happy to help you guys out. You can do a single macro consult with me or you can decide to sign on for one-on-one coaching if you're needing more of that you know, education and support and accountability, then one-on-one coaching would be more the route that we'd wanna take together. But you do want to get a macro protocol. And honestly, I wouldn't even recommend trying to diet right now. I know a lot of you listening to this might have the goal of weight loss or trying to get more toned, but you'd be better off just keeping your calories at a higher level um, and just getting into the habit and routine of tracking your macros and hitting your protocols versus, you know, adding some pressure of, okay, now we're in a calorie deficit. This is more difficult to stick to. So get a macro protocol. I'm going to throw out like a random protocol of, let's say 130 grams of protein 200 carb and 60 fat. Okay. Let's say that's my protocol. Now what I'm going to do as a macro tracker is I'm going to look at those numbers like a budget. I got 130 protein dollars to spend on protein sources. I've got 200 carbohydrate dollars I can spend on carbohydrate sources. And I got 60 dollars of fat sources that I can spend this on. Okay. What's great about macros is you get to choose the foods that you want, right? But there's still going to be some sacrifice because you got a limited budget, okay? So for example, let's say one day I want blueberries and the next day I want oatmeal. You know, I can make these different choices here. Blueberries would be a carbohydrate, oatmeal would be a carbohydrate, but I can have them be interchangeable. Once you have your grocery list laid out for you and you can get a better understanding of what is um, the macro breakdown of your favorite foods, then you're going to be able to piece these together. And so you want to go about your day and pre-track it. And you might hear me say this a lot on my my, uh, Instagram and also in podcast episodes and on TikTok and all those different social media, but pre-tracking just basically means meal planning, okay? getting your day set up for you. What the big issue is, is people get into macro tracking and they don't have any experience and then they just try to track as they go. And then they're never able to hit their protocols. Technically, when it comes to macros and hitting protocols, that's going to look like staying within plus or minus five grams for each one of your macros. So if you are in a range of like 125 to 135 for that 130 gram protein target, you're within range there and so on. So like for the 200 gram carb goal, if you're within 195 to 205, you're still within range of like quote unquote perfect tracking. Okay. So if we're going about pre-tracking our day, we have a couple questions we have to ask ourselves. Number one, 
How many times can I eat per day? Number two, what are going to be my whole foods and staples that I'm going to include? And number three, how can I space out my protein evenly? Okay. Now, if my target is 130 grams of protein, I might want to split that up into four meals. And let's say I'm looking at my schedule and I'm like, I'm going to eat four times. Great. Okay. We're going to eat four times. Now let's set some times that we're going to eat. If we wake up at, let's say 7 a.m., then maybe we're going to eat our first meal at eight o'clock. Once you start your first meal, I would recommend eating every three to four hours after that, just to prevent any sort of like crazy low blood sugar drops and getting too hungry. And then this can potentially set people up for overeating or binge eating. So if we eat at eight o'clock, then we would want to go nine, 10, 11, 12. Let's say our next meal is going to be four hours later. Okay. Let's say we want to snack at three o'clock. Okay. And then let's say we're going to eat dinner at like 6.30, okay, that's like three and a half hours. That's gonna be our full day of eating. Now, some people might wanna have five meals, some people might wanna have six meals, that's fine. Um, but for now, when you're first starting, I would recommend just trying to split these macros up evenly. So if we are doing, I'm going to, <laughs> I should have did this earlier, but I'm going to bring up a calculator. I wish you guys could see this. Bring up a calculator right now on your phone. So we're going to space our, our day out into four meals, right? We're going to take 130 and we are going to divide that by four because that's going to stand for four meals and 130 is our total protein for the day. So total protein divided by four meals equals 32.5. That means in each one of these meals, we want to shoot for around 33 grams of protein because it's 32.5. So let's just round up. Let's do the same thing for our carbs. So we're going to take our carb number again, type this on your calculator, 200 divided by four. That's going to equal 50. So we're going to take 50 and have that in each and every single meal. All right, now we got our fats. Our fat total is 60. We're gonna take our 60 and divide that one by four. And that's going to equal 15. So we want each meal to be roughly around 32 grams of protein or 32, 35 grams I'm sorry, 32 or 33 grams of protein, around 50 grams of carbs and 15 grams of fat. This is only for when you get just get started with tracking macros. In the future, you're probably going to have meals that vary in the amount where maybe some meals are lower carb, some meals are higher carb or a little bit lower protein or higher protein. It's going to vary. But again, this episode is just strictly for beginners having no idea how to structure their day or how to even get started. So we're going to space our day out by that um, 33 grams of protein, 50 carb and 15 fat. And then now that you have your meal time set up for you, you're going to be able to duplicate that. Okay. Now the next step, and this is the hardest, is go into your MyFitnessPal app and plan out your day. So what I mean by that is input the foods that you plan on having, and you want to make sure that each one of your meals has about that macro range here, okay? That 33 protein, 50 carb, and 15 fat. And so this is going to take some, you know, second guessing and double checking, and this is really the hardest part. But again, utilize all the tools that you just gathered today. Look at your grocery list. Look at that like a puzzle piece, Take from the protein category, 
figure out the serving size that equals 30-ish grams of protein and put that in your first meal. Same goes for carbohydrates, okay? Let's say I chose, uh, for let's, um, we're gonna walk through full day of eating, right? Let's do this together. So breakfast, if I have 33 grams of protein, 50 carb and 15 fat, what could that look like? Well, that could look like egg whites, toast, and avocado. My avocado is my fat, my toast is my carbs, and my egg whites are my protein, okay? Let's move on to lunch. We're going to do um, fruits and salad. So that's going to be my carbs. Let's say I want like strawberries and apples in my salad. We're going to do a vinaigrette salad dressing. That's going to be my fats. And then we're going to do a chicken breast for my protein. Okay, so we already got the, the second meal planned out. Now we got... Our, let's say number three is a snack, okay? Because three o'clock would be kind of like a snack time. Let's do a protein shake, some rice cakes, and almond butter, okay? Almond butter is our fats, rice cakes are the carb, and the protein shake is protein. And now we got dinner. So I'm gonna, you know, make this one a little bit jazzy for you guys. We got salmon. That's gonna be our protein and our fat. And then we're going to do jasmine rice and vegetables. That would be our carbohydrate. Okay. So that's kind of an idea of how you would piece a meal together. And some other questions with tracking is, should I track supplements? Yes, you should be tracking supplements. They do add up over time. I mean, if it has like one gram of carbohydrate, it's not going to kill you. But if you are someone that's having like five to 25 grams of carbs, from supplements alone, yes. Um, other questions, should you track collagen? Yes. Should you track beverages? Yes. All of those are going to add up. And if you're not adding them into your tracking intake or like what you're inputting into your MyFitnessPal, then it's definitely going to throw off your accuracy. So this is just kind of going to be a starter guide for anyone who is new to tracking. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I know that tracking can be really overwhelming, but give it your best go for at least two weeks and apply all these tools that I mentioned. The biggest thing is if you don't plan ahead, you plan to fail. So you are going to have to take some time to understand what's in your food. I'm happy to provide you guys with that free ebook and um, just pre-planning and pre-tracking your day because if you're not doing that, you're not going to set yourself up for success. And that's not because macros doesn't work for you. It's just that we're not organized then. Because I could put put someone on a meal plan or let's say they're following like a keto diet or paleo diet. And if you're not planning ahead, if you're not going grocery shopping or doing Instacart and getting your groceries delivered, it's going to be hard to stick to any program, right? So we do have to have some sort of organization in place in order to thrive. And guys, if this episode was helpful for you, I would appreciate it if you could share it on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Nicole Ferry Fitness. I'm Nicole, your host. Uh, Beyond Bikini does not have a um, Instagram account at all. And contact me if you need that free guide. So best of luck to you all. And I will see you guys in the next one. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. 
So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.